0: Like the wine industry, the Australian wool industry has some distinct production regions that are increasingly marketing themselves to the world through the imagery and stories of their natural landscape, the animals and the great people at the centre of it all. One of these regions is Kangaroo Island. In this episode of The Yarn, we catch up with Kangaroo Island as it continues to recover strongly after the devastating January 2020 fires and looks to the future with some unique projects that will continue to set it apart. Welcome to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Marius Cumming. So one of the most revered people on Kangaroo Island is Lynn Doley who has worked on the island for the South Australian Department of Primary Industries and Regions for over three decades. Earlier this year she was awarded the Ag Excellence Alliance Perpetual Trophy for outstanding service to agriculture including the AgKI organisation that owes its very existence to Lynn's vision of unifying the island's farmers and Bringing long lasting benefits to the island and its community. Ellie Bigwood caught up with Lynn on Kango Island recently after a future wool event there, and Lynn started by explaining how she is, in fact, also a wool grower.
1: Okay, so our property is um, down towards the south coast. We we're very fortunate we're actually about three K's outside the fire scar, so we weren't um, impacted by fire, but yet we've got fine wool merinos. So I get to have my farming fix when I need to have my farming fix. Um, and probably the reason why I have stayed on the island for so long, it is such a fantastic farming community to work with. They're so supportive, they're so helpful, and there's such diversity. So basically, I can't get bored. I mean, my job, I guess my business card says I'm a senior consultant in soil and land management. Um, but something the island is so, diverse, so you name and source, you name a soil type, a land degradation issue, we've got an example of it somewhere. You name an industry, we've probably got someone doing it. So it's an incredibly diverse role. But my job, gets in a nutshell, is really like the old-fashioned extension officer. So working with farmers in technical support and advice, but because I'm the only one doing this role over here, then there's a lot of do some research work and trial work. I do industry engagement, community development, um, I you know, run women's groups, I, there's you know, farm meetings, there's extension. So it's really it's a really mixed bag of a whole lot of different things and obviously I had a broader role during the fires.
2: Certainly last night at our AWI Future Wool Dinner in Kingscote with Kangaroo Island Wool Growers, it was very apparent that the community here, as you were talking about, they're a very strong community, you are a very strong community and wool growers and producers are hungry for more new information. So I imagine the extension role... Keeps you quite busy as producers are continually looking for new ways to develop their properties. Wool is quite a popular commodity on Kangaroo Island. Why is that? I guess when you look back
1: historically, being an island, we need to have a product that was non-perishable that we could actually freight off whenever we needed to get things off. So wool became the, I guess, the key thing because it was non-perishable where rainfall, soil climate actually suits production of sheep. So it's basically, I guess, a perfect fit for an island. And I think you're certainly talking about the community. One of the things that is fantastic over here is we have such a young population of farmers, and most of our farmers, they're university educated or they've worked off the island. They've come back full of enthusiasm and knowledge and are really driving the industry. So they're not just doing what Dad and Grandpa did. They're changing and reinvigorating and doing things new exciting ways which makes i'm basically just trying to keep up with them actually Mm
2: -hmm. speaking with a few of the locals last night and the reason for there being more young people here was that it was the land was often um cheaper than on the mainland but that just gives you know kangaroo island such a boost in having this young population new ideas which is obviously a benefit to its environment yeah definitely i mean certainly when you look at on a PERT DSC
1: rating, we are some of the less expensive um, country in the nation. So that certainly has been a, a draw card for people to either come to the island or to remain on the island. And, and our farming returns at the moment are very encouraging to keep the, the young farmers here.
2: So let's talk about Kangaroo Island's recovery um, from the bushfires. The understanding is that 50,000 sheep were lost, but there has been a bit of a recovery in the flock numbers. How have the wool growers gone about in recovering their flocks?
1: Yeah, so it's it's actually over 60,000 head of livestock we lost, which putting in a national context of all the Black Summer fires, over 70% of all livestock loss was on Kangaroo Island. So it was a huge, Mm. huge hit and uh, half the farmers on the island were impacted. But I think, again, because we're a small and well-connected community, the recovery has been amazing. I mean, the farmers are further advanced than even what I would optimistically had thought they would be. By this time, so the the fences that have gone up, the wool sheds that have gone up, the houses that are being rebuilt, the stock that have either been brought back to the island or people have gone into a, a breeding program. So, I think there's because there's so much confidence in the wool industry, it was right. We need to get back into it as quickly as we can. We need to get become profitable as soon as we can. So people have worked incredibly hard to get their businesses. Um, back up and running again.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of talk about new sheds, new infrastructure going up, which is really exciting. You can see that the the community here are invested in the future of the wool industry. Do you have confidence in the future of um, wool production here, but also marketing Kangaroo Islands' very unique wool story to an end consumer?
1: I think so. I guess people love an image, and there's nothing more romantic than an island. And I'm mean, very lucky when Flinders turned up; they she named it Kangaroo Island. I mean, you couldn't get a more unique marketing label around the world i mean we it's yeah it's a perfect perfect brand to sell things through and so i think we've got a great story that we can sell and i said wool well, fits the island so well i mean all the signs are great positive in the wool industry there's so much work that awi is doing in their development of new products so there's and a, there's i think there's huge potential to keep going that way yeah and i think the thing is that as i said the fire's it's like it's a massive hit to people but with the rebuild people are i mean like it's the adage of building back better so people have had to had to rethink about their their farm layout their farming systems their genetics there's a whole range of things their technology that they've been able to implement now so that you know the wool sheds better designs better layout better in simple things like better fencing systems better laneways And I'm doing confinement feeding to get stock through the the summer. So there's so many new things people were now to do because they literally had a clean slate to start from.
2: Everyday efficiencies, and that's what a few farmers alluded to um, last night at the Future Wool dinner. That while it was catastrophic, um, there have been some silver linings in the way that they've come out and improved things, which is a really positive mindset to have. I take my hat off to you all. Yeah, and I think we've been incredibly lucky
1: with not only the huge amount of support that we had, both on island and off island, things like that. Blaze Aid coming over, the amount of work that they did, just the the donations, so the like the fodder donations that came over here, people that and they came over and just individually helped on farms was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've got a lot of government support, so we've been able to do. I guess we're going to capitalise on some opportunities. So one of the issues we've had, we had feral pigs have been a major problem on the island, and because basically all the western of the island national parks, there was no way we could eradicate because there's just so much scrub we went, we're just going to have to live with them. With the fires basically decimating the western of the island, we now have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to eradicate feral pigs off the island, which would be absolutely wow. huge. And we've got amazing government support to do that, so we're highly confident we are better get there with the technology that we can use, even to the point of... Concern with all the fodder donations that come to the island was fantastic, but potential of weeds being introduced. So, we had got government funding, better employ two people who are basically monitoring for any weeds and controlling and spraying weeds. So, we've had obviously a lot of livestock coming to the island, so we're going to put on another animal health officer to actually work with the farmers just to make biosecurity concerns and deal with any issues that come up there. So, we've had great support from. I guess, from industry, from government and just from individuals in helping the farmers get back on track and mm. become better at what they do.
2: There are perks to living in isolation, um, but one of them, as you talked about just then, is biosecurity. And the eradication of feral pigs is one thing, but that's not the only thing. You're looking at potentially eradicating from the island. Could you tell us potentially about an insect that you are interested in eradicating from KI?
1: So I'm um, very excited work. you said we're because capitalising on opportunities we've got, we have got an opportunity to actually eradicate the sheep blowfly from Kangaroo Island. So we've got some government funding that's come in. There's proof of concept. So it's basically, people have heard of the um, fruit fly, so release of a sterile fly. So we can actually breed up the sterile fly on the island. It'll be released. Um, they go off and mate, and obviously there is no offspring. So it's basically, it's a natural way of, reducing, well, not reducing, but actually completely eradicating sheep blowfly of Kangaroo Island. And the blowfly actually doesn't fly very far, so they basically won't be able to come back in from the mainland. We're a discrete, obviously, area of land surrounded by sea. Um, so it's proven technology. We know it works. They've done it in other places, but it would be such a game changer for Kangaroo Island. If we can eradicate the sheep blowfly, then the whole issues is to with mulesing and fly strike and jetting and those sorts of things. Um, we we'll change it and, again, gives another unique marketing edge and great from an animal welfare and consumer concerns.
2: It's a a huge opportunity. And like through AWI research into fly strike, I know that the university of Melbourne have been looking at creating sterile flies Mm. as a means of regional control and kangaroo islands, one area, but you know, you look at the next Island is Tasmania, but this could, potentially be a stepping stone to having um regional control throughout parts of australia who knows oh definitely and the way
1: that we're doing is the we'll be bringing them here on the island but it's actually a modular design so we're basically in shipping containers which means once we eradicate it off kangaroo island those shipping containers can just get moved to the next region and continue it, the work on and it's all been done through um sardis so they've got all the the technology so this is really the the final proof in the pudding it can be done and then roll it out across the nation it'd be
2: incredibly exciting so What other exciting projects are coming out of Kangaroo Island for its wool growers? Okay, so we've got with Kangaroo Island um, Wool Company, they're looking
1: at, well, we're actually not looking, we actually now have the funding to build a um, small, basically from fleece to garment on Kangaroo Island. So it'd be great. So not only are we promoting Kangaroo Island wool, but it's just that whole link into the tourism side of it and just a general consumer awareness. So we will have in a very short time a facility um, near the airport where tourists are about to come in and see basically literally from the sheep to the final garment. They'll be able to then say, I want that size jumper in that colour with that design, but basically showcasing the importance of water Kangaroo Island and the history of well on the island and the future possibilities. So again, said where the fire's been horrific, but these amazing opportunities that we're getting, and even when you're talking about eradication, um, we're looking at eradicating feral cats off the island. So again, cats being a big issue on a farming point of view with the spread of sarco and toxo, as well as the impact on the native wildlife. So an issue that's uniting farmers and environmentalists um, working together to eradicate another pest.
2: Well, and that's just going to add to your marketing story, Mm. isn't it? Of potentially predator and feral pest free. It's not a good time to be a feral pest <laughs> if you're on Kangaroo Island.
1: Uh, we said, I mean, we've eradicated feral pigs and feral goats off the island, so which I think one of the largest islands in the world to actually successfully do that. So we have quite a good reputation at eradicating things we don't like. So little pests, they'll soon be gone.
2: But I imagine that the key to that is having good leadership um, from the government, but also the local industries and the growers really have to get on board as well. Oh, definitely.
1: And there's been huge support because growers can see the huge
2: benefits of the damage that
1: goats and deer did and the damage that pigs do and and cats. So it's great when you're working in a a project when all sides are all together and sort of united in trying to remove these pests. So it's Mm. it's exciting times. And again, it's great being such a small farming community. Everyone knows what's going on, which could be good and bad, but the majority it's good because they all work together and they can join forces and achieve good things out of it.
2: So you say small farming community, I believe there's about four and a half thousand. Yeah, about four and a half thousand people on the island. Um
1: about probably three hundred and fifty to four hundred farmers. So you're literally the farming community, you all know of everyone. You may not. Yeah. So it's it's small enough that we know. And I think then when, when good things happen, the news spreads very rapidly and people are very open in sharing, you know, their ideas and their technology, mm-hmm. which just works incredibly well.
2: Yeah. So got a great population of um three and a half four and a half thousand people on the island and the farming community that comes along with it there may be opportunity to have even more families um, on the island in farming i believe that some forestry land may be being returned to farmland which could potentially lead to the introduction of more sheep on the island and again contributing to um, this agriculturally abundant area
1: yeah, and I guess it all comes down to economies of scale. So obviously the more producers we have, then there's the fine effects of you know, more services that can be provided, you know, freight and you know stock agents and all the, I guess, allied services. I mean, we struggle getting shearers and that sort of thing on the island. So again, the more sheep we have, the more, I guess, viable it is having more of those service providers working in the industry and also just growing the um, community that mm-hmm. there's... And a lot of people now at the western of the island if we can have a you know, greater community then find benefits enough you know, for sport and schools and all those other services it just um grows on itself mm.
2: so wrapping things up Lynn you've obviously taken a lot out of your time in uh, on kangaroo Island like you you're very experienced in your learnings here comparing back to your grassroots in Victoria is there is there anything or any key lessons learned from your time on ki that you would like to see more of in mainland Australia's wool-growing areas?
1: Oh, very good question. <laughs> so- um, I think it's probably being aware of what's out there and then adapting what what works for you. And I guess everything comes down to the proof of the pudding. I mean, you can watch the YouTubes, listen to the webinars, read the fact sheets, but until you actually try it on your own place, you really don't know how well it works. And I think there is so much opportunity out there. It's a matter of, I guess, getting off your butt and giving things ago and working together as I said I think the strength over here is the strength of our community so we can work together and we can tackle things together and overcome obstacles so I think having that supportive community helps but it's really there's so many opportunities out there it's a matter of working out what works for you and giving it a shot
2: well on that note Lynn thank you so much for joining us on the yarn it's been an absolute pleasure to be here on KI and we wish you and the rest of the wool growing community all the best for the rest of the 2021 season Thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated.
0: Lynn Dolly speaking there with Ellie Bigwood. And Lyn's official title is Senior Consultant for Soil and Land Management with the South Australian Department of Primary Industries and Regions. But I think we can tell that Lynn is also a lot more to the island as well. So I hope you enjoyed that feel-good story of recovery and optimism for Kangaroo Island. It certainly is a long way from the episode of around 20 months ago. If you have ideas for us to follow up, please contact us at at theyarnatwool.com. But for now, from me, Marius Cumming, thanks for having a yarn with us.